Hi there, my name is Wailing Wiranto. Thank you for listening into our OCBC Research Insights. Today, let me talk about the impact of coronavirus on two major ASEAN economies, namely Malaysia and Indonesia. Let's start with Malaysia first. Well, if the year 2020 has felt like a long year for you and me already because of what's going on, spare a thought for our friends in Malaysia. In terms of economy, Malaysia's momentum has already weakened before the coronavirus outbreak. Uh, if you look at the Q4 2019 GDP, it was already growing at the lowest rate in a decade at 3.6% year-on-year. And now, Malaysia is facing a double whammy of both the coronavirus and the political drama. We had recently downgraded our Q1 GDP growth forecast to 3.5% due to the virus, but now uh, we may have to take it down another notch depending on how the political uncertainties play out in the near term. For the year as a whole, our forecast of 4.0% year-on-year may be shaded down to a range of 36 to 3.8%, depending on the extent of the coronavirus impact and also how the, um, global, uh, the political situation plays out. There's also the big question as to whether the recent stimulus package that was announced by Interim PM Mahathir Mohamad uh, would be continued by the 8th PM, the new PM, Muhyiddin Yassin. The measures focus on getting Malaysians to travel more, to consume more generally, and also for businesses to invest more. Uh, it is worth a total of 20 billion ringgit, that's equivalent to about 1.2% of GDP. For example, one of the measures was to boost domestic travel by uh, giving each and every Malaysian a 100 ringgit digital voucher. They can use it for trains, they can use it for planes, uh, they can use it for hotel stays or staycation as well. Up to 1,000 ringgit of travel expenses can also be deducted from tra- taxable income. Now, if these measures in totality are carried out, it might help to blunt some of the impact of the coronavirus. However, any help to the government, whichever government, is putting in place may in the end be negated by the very fact that there continue be, to be quite a bit of political uncertainties. Malaysians might well be too entertained by the political drama, uh, spending too much time at home or staring at their cell phones or news updates on who the latest PM is or whichever, who the, whichever MP is supporting which PM and so on and so forth for them to find the need to go out and spend or to plan to how to spend uh, basically travel vouchers. All in all, if you look at the one-two punch in the economy, again, courtesy of the virus and so the, also the political quagmire, the central bank uh, appears to be the only game in town. Now, Mala- Malaysia's central bank, Bank Negara, uh, is already cut rate once in January and continue to do so, I believe, uh, over the coming months, including in March, potentially bringing the OPR rate to 2.5% or even lower, again, depending on how the uh, market plays out and also whether the Fed funds rate is going to go down as market starting to price in. So potentially Bank Negara uh, in total might cut up to three or even four times throughout this year. Now moving on to Indonesia. There has been a lot of questions obviously being asked about how the country of 250 million or even more has escaped having a single case of the virus thus far. Although just earlier this week, however, we saw a report of two cases in Jakarta. Hopefully, of course, any outbreak will stay contained, will not spread too widely in the country and pose challenges to the already you know, um, difficult healthcare system in the, in the country. As of now, presuming there's no major outbreak in the coming weeks and months, we still see growth averaging around 5% this year. This is not to say at all that there will be no impact if things get worse. Obviously, the role played by fear factor, uh, that's basically 
you know the fear that people have the preventing them from going out to mingle and socialize uh, etc uh, this fear factor can take hold very quickly this obviously have impact on private consumption let's not forget Indonesia's uh, GDP 55% of the GDP comes from private consumption thus far we do not see that happening just yet but definitely be a space to watch already uh, finance minister Sri Mulyani has warned that Indonesia's growth may dip to 4.7% in a bad scenario now in terms of policy actions Bank Indonesia again uh, not so much the only game in town because there's some fiscal space to be spent but that nevertheless the central bank has been busy cutting rate it cut rate by 100 bips last year uh, it's already opened the gates this year by cutting rate um, by 25 basis points uh, just a few weeks ago to 4.75 percent uh, more is to come i th- believe that the growth momentum gets hit by economic contagion even if the uh, viral contagion looks contained um, indonesia is still looking at rate cuts ahead especially again if the fed does ease further so our baseline is for them to cut at least once more in the coming months and potentially another one in the middle of the year depending again on whether the fed really cuts rate as quickly and as aggressively as market come to expect Bank Indonesia has obviously also adopted other loosening measures, including on macroprudential policies. Uh, just earlier this week as well, it cut the reserve requirement ratio uh, to release more liquidity to the banks uh, in order to for, for them to then lend on more to, to those firms, especially those in trade financing, uh, involved in trade financing activities. Um, that's it from my side. Thank you. This has been a podcast from OCBC Bank. Follow us on Spotify for more episodes like the one you've just heard.